Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Um, so in the world of politics, we all know that there are members of the media who will try to pick the winners and losers. This, this is nothing new. We've known this forever. There's, there's a certain way they want you to view candidates or serving politicians. They believe that they're unstoppable. They believe that they are the gatekeepers as to the information That you and I, as the I've got distracted by Scuba Steve. Huh. Comma is tall. (laughs) That's funny. Um, But they believe they're the gatekeepers on the information that we know about a politician. The things they've said. Well, it has come to my attention that memory holes. Now, we, we've all heard this term getting thrown around in the last few years. Oh, that got memory hold. What happened? Whatever happened with the Las Vegas shooter? I don't know. It got memory hold. And it got me, got me to thinking, what the hell is a memory hold? I mean, I know what it is, you know, conceptually. Scuba Steve said, dude, that's all it takes to distract you? I, I, I've been trying way too I, I saw Comet is tall, and I, yeah, I was like, what the hell is he trying to say? For those of you who are listening on, pod, on the podcast and not joining in with the fun and excitement of the live stream, this is the crazy excitement you miss here. But I decided that I needed to look up what in the world a memory hole is? Where does it come from? Where does it go? Where does it come from, Cotton Knife Joe? So I, I looked it up. What is a memory hole? And this is what I got from the ever-popular Wikipedia. A memory hole is any mechanism for the deliberate alteration or disappearance of inconvenient or embarrassing documents, photographs, transcripts, or other records, such as from a website or other archive, particularly as part of an attempt to give the impression that something never happened. The concept was first popularized by George Orwell's 1949 dystopian novel, 1984, where the party's Ministry of Truth 
systematically recreated all potentially embarrassing historical documents, and in effect rewriting all of history to match the often changing state propaganda. These changes were complete and undetectable. And basically, the memory hole in the book was a small shoot leading to a large incinerator that destroyed everything that they wanted. They didn't want the people to know. So, and we say it today, oh, well, what? Wait, what? whatever happened to the to the Bernie supporter who shot up uh, that softball field, nearly killing Steve Scalise and wounding two others. Oh, that was memory hold. That's the reason why we don't know the dude's name. I'd have to Google it. I don't, because his name has been etched into our memories like Lee Harvey Oswald or John Wilkes Booth, O.J. Simpson. These things have been so emblazoned, and they do everything they can to suppress stuff that, oh, it's a Bernie bro that did that. That's crazy. Well, like I said, members of the media, Hunter Biden, Lady Di says on the, uh, well, Hunter Biden, what's Hunter Biden? Never heard of it. But, like I said, mainstream media, they are the arbiters of truth. They are the gatekeepers to what you do or do not know about a politician, about a policy. That's the reason why you've been seeing, you know, people putting up how it started. Joe Biden says that he's not going to ban fracking to where it to where it is now. Biden administration says, yes, we are going to ban fracking. Oh, weird. And the arbiters of everyone who knows what is the truth. You know, the fact checkers, you know, people like. PolitiFact, who came out and said, you can't say that Joe Biden's going to ban fracking. He's never said that. Cue montage of all the times Joe Biden said, yes, we're going to ban fracking. But this gets even better. Uh, This is an article I found on Reason earlier today, and I just had to include it because it's just so Painfully, painfully dumb. Washington Post tries to memory hold Kamala Harris' bad joke about inmates begging for food and water. At a time when legacy publications are are increasingly seen as playing for one political team or the other, this type of editorial decision will not do anything to fix that perception. And this is from Eric Eric Beam, B-O. E-H-M. Okay, so there's an update posted to this. As of 1.15 p.m. on January 22nd, the Washington Post has updated its website and URLs to restore the original Kamala Harris profile detailed in the Reason Post below. Oh, good. They got called out on it and they fixed it. And this is the quote that came with it. Uh, we should have kept both versions of the story on the post site, the original and updated, rather than redirecting to the updated version. Chris Karate, 
The Post Vice President for Communications told Reason in a statement on Friday. Uh, we have now done that, and you will see the link to the original at the top of the updated version. Reason has updated the headlines of the story to reflect those changes. The rest of the story remains unaltered. All right, so now that I have given you the update, here was what, what triggered this to happen. When the Washington Post published a 2019 campaign trail feature about then-presidential hopeful Kamala Harris's close relationship with her sister, it opened with a memorable anecdote in which Harris bizarrely compared the rigors of the, cam- of the campaign trail to life behind bars, and then proceeded to laugh at the idea of an inmate begging for a sip of water. It was an extremely cringeworthy moment, even by the high standards set by Harris' failed presidential campaign. But now that Harris is vice president, that awful moment has seemingly vanished from the Post website after the paper updated the piece earlier this month. Here's how the first seven paragraphs of that article, published by the Post on July 23, 2019, and bylined by feature reporter Ben Terrace, originally appeared. It was the 4th of July, Independence Day and Kamala Harris was explaining to her sister Maya that campaigns are like prisons. She had been recounting how in the days before Democratic debate in Miami, life had actually slowed down to a manageable pace. Kamala, Maya, and the rest of the team had spent three days prepping for that contest in a beach-facing hotel suite where they closed the curtains to blot out the fun. But for all the hours of studying policy and practicing the zingers at would supercharge her candidacy, the trip allowed for a break and otherwise all-encompassing schedule. I actually got sleep, Kamala said, sitting in a Hilton conference room beside her sister and smiling as she recalled walks on the beach with her husband and that one morning soul cycle class she was able to take. Oh, isn't isn't she so, so just so modern? She she wears blazers and her chucks, and she does soul cycle. She's a spinner. Oh, my God. That kind of stuff, Kamala said between sips of iced tea, which was about bringing a little normal to the days, was a treat for me. I mean, in, in some ways, it was a treat, Maya said, but not really. It's a treat that prisoner gets when they ask for a morsel of food, please, Kamala said, shoving her hands forward as if clutching a metal plate, her voice now trembling like an old British man locked in a Dickerson, a Dickensian jail cell. And water. I just want water. Your standards really go out the effing window. Kamala burst into laughter. Again, this is direct quotes, obviously minus my editorializing from the Washington Post. It should go without saying that choosing to run for the most powerful political office in the world is absolutely nothing like being behind bars and getting to squeeze in a morning soul cycle session before sitting down for an interview with a national newspaper is not remotely the same as dying of thirst. None of this is funny. The scene was a brilliant bit of reporting and writing because it did what few political features can accomplish. Showing, rather than telling, something about the candidate at the center. 
Harris made her name as a prosecutor, and her track record includes defending dirty cops and laughing off criticism of her history of throwing poor parents in jail when their kids miss school. The Post profile provided a a mask-slipping moment that seemed to directly capture a warped sense of justice and a lack of basic human dignity, all in just a few hundred words. We've republished that passage here because you won't find it on the Post website any longer. The rest of the profile is still there, but with a new opening anecdote, presumably authored by political reporter Chelsea Janes, whose byline had been added to the piece and who was who has authored several fawning pieces about Harris this week. That compares now Vice President Harris' relationship with her sister to that of former JFK and his brother Robert. After the opening section, the rest of the piece appears nearly identical to the version originally published in July 2019. But what happened to the old version? The headline for that 18-month-old article still appears on Terrace's page with the original date it was published, but clicking the link redirects users to the new version published this month. The version that omits Harris' awful commentary about campaigns of prison. Other links to the original piece also now redirect to the sanitized version. Reasons Elizabeth Nolan Brown, for example, highlighted the terrorist profile of Harris on the on July 24, 2019 version of Reason Roundup. Click through that link now, and you won't find Harris's inartful joke about inmates dying of thirst. The original quote might have demonstrated something about Harris. Indeed, it suggests why her presidential primary campaign flopped so hard. But its disappearance suggests something about the Post and about the way traditional political media are preparing to cover Harris now that she's one heartbeat away from the presidency. Reason asked the Post why the Harris feature was updated and if the paper could point to other examples of updating political features to remove details that show officials in an unflattering light. As part of an online series rolled out before President Joe Biden and Harris's inauguration, quote, we repurposed and updated some of our strong biographical pieces about both political figures, end quote. Molly Gannon Conway, the Post communication manager, told Reason via email on Thursday, quote, the profile of Maya Harris was updated with new reporting, as noted online, using the existing URL. The original story remains available in print, end quote. So, what if no one had caught that? What if no one had realized that, wait, hold on a second, they they had said something completely different beforehand? What if it hadn't happened? That would have just fallen by the wayside. Being able to catch a glimpse of who a politician is is very important for the American people. And to just, oh, well, we just, uh, uh, we recycled the old URL. That way we wouldn't have to create a new one. Really? Uh, the original article is still available in print. Yeah, but who has the original article in printed form just lying around? Other than if that maybe the Washington Post is trying to archive their old 
they're old stuff. But again, this is one of those, oh, crap, we don't like what they said. So let's just, uh, we're just going to cut this bit out of the article and all of the articles ever written and throw it down the memory hole where it shall be incinerated and gone forever. And, but, you know, people like me, people like the Ben Shapiro's of the world, the, the Andy Clavens, all, all these political commentators on the right or even right of center. If we say, wait, you're, you're trying to manipulate what we read, what we see on the news, what we hear on radio news. Oh, well, no, you're just being a, you're just being a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not because you're, these things demonstrate how they're trying to keep us from knowing what's going on. And we see, we see this with school shootings. In those events that aren't mass casualty or it doesn't fit a narrative that the media really wants to push, you never hear about it. I there's a few years ago there was a list of school shootings that had happened over the previous year. And this This list is being touted by Moms Demand. Moms Against Gun Violence. Moms Who Want to Kill the Second Amendment. As look at all these school shootings that happened. See, Bill! Take the guns! It's like, okay, well, a couple of these we have heard of. Because they were very large events that gathered lots of national attention. But how come the rest of these we hadn't heard of? Well, it turns out the reason you didn't hear about them is because it doesn't fit the narrative. So we'll keep the count because it's a shooting that happened on or near a school. But it doesn't meet the... It doesn't meet the standards of what would get people upset. For instance, one of these that was considered a school shooting. A troubled teenager went into the bathroom and he killed himself with a gun. <gasps> That's a school shooting. Chalk it up. We won't tell anyone what happened. We'll just say this, this is a school shooting. Another incident. A teacher that had been laid off drove to a closed school, one that was no defunct. It was a defunct school. And in a moment of distress, killed himself in his car at this defunct school. Chalk that one up as another one. But we're not going to tell anyone what happened. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. Take the facts, down the memory hole it goes. And so it goes on and on. 
We see it all the time. We see it with ah, the the police killed that the police killed these black men. They're racist, systemic racism. But unless there's cell phone video or body cam footage or dash cam footage, you never hear about it. Or in the cases of a white person who was unjustly killed by a police officer. Which don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say all shootings of you know people of color by police officers of any color is racially motivated. I'm not saying that all of them are completely justified because they're not. We know this is a fact. Cops are humans. They screw up. And because of their position of authority, when they screw up, it usually involves screwing up big or big deals made of it. There was rioting going on in Minneapolis for a second black man who was, quote, killed by police, end quote. Or at least that's the narrative that was fed. But the actual facts of that man's death were memory hold. It took someone who worked at the Mall of America, who I'm presuming in the security office, who released the, the security footage of the doorway in which this man died while running from police. It turns out that when you see the facts that caused a second round of rioting in Minneapolis, the dude was running from cops, goes into a corner by the door, and you see him pull out a gun, he turns into the door, and he domes himself. Sorry to be crass. We see this with uh, the Las Vegas shooting. We still don't know all the facts. No one knows his name. Not that I would say his name because he doesn't need he doesn't need his name going on in, per, in perpetuity because he, he doesn't need to be glorified. But all the facts still have not been revealed. And that's not like the security guard who got shot. Whatever happened to him? He did one interview on Ellen, so he was guaranteed to not get a single tough question like, um, says here you're a security guard at this hotel, but... You're not bonded. You're not a licensed security guard in the city or in the city of Las Vegas or the state of Nevada. Whatever happened to him? He just poof, gone. There are people who don't want us to know the facts. Um, if the facts are we have looked at every possible lead in this case and we have investigated everybody's backgrounds 
and we just simply don't know, at least make the evidence that you have available, make it available to the public. You're not prosecuting anyone. The shooter is dead. So why not? You're you're not going to corrupt the system. Put it out there. Let us know what you know. And the same thing goes for stupid comments. I mean, oh, we can't have it out that she said, you know, she compared working on a campaign to a prisoner begging for food and water. You can't put that out. But some a-hole with the tape of Donald Trump telling Billy Bush, yeah, when you're a celebrity, you just grab him by the... Oh, that's cool. We can let that live live forever. No, and frankly, I was in the military. I have heard far worse than, than Donald Trump suggesting because you're a celebrity, you can just walk up to a woman and grab her wherever you want because, you know, you're a celebrity. She wants the attention from a celebrity. I've heard far worse. I'm willing to bet 99% of the of men have heard far worse in with locker room talk. You get high high paid liberals out there on the golf course who hated Donald Trump. I guarantee you when they were being up that at home, they were being upset when they heard that tape. Oh my God, he's running for president and he said that? The next day they went on the golf course for their, you know, regular Sunday tea time with their homies and probably said far worse joking back and forth with each other. Maybe I just have an awful view, view of humanity because I know who I am. I know who my friends are. I know what they do. But you know what? If you're going to be in the public light, you're going to be a politician, you're going to put yourself in a position where your past is going to be scrutinized with a fine-tooth comb, then by God, if they find something unflattering, Either go, oh, crap, yeah, I said that. I, 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 that was uncouth. Or, well, someone said you said that. Well, there's no proof I said it, so believe what you want. This can happen in a modern society. You know, in the case of that, that original Washington Post article, the reporter was there. He heard it with his own ears. And I really don't even care that, oh, Kamala Harris dropped an F-bomb. That doesn't even bother me. I mean, I heard getting my M-briefing in South Korea, there was a two-star general kept referring to Kim Jong-un as little fat bastard. And I'm pretty sure I heard a few F-bombs come from him during that speech as well. So I'm not concerned that, oh, 
the future vice president said a dirty word. Yeah, well. Barack Obama asked about how when he was bowling, about his bowling ability, he said, quote, I bowl like a retard, end quote. He said that. And people lost their. Who here remembers he said that? Nope. Memory hole. Barack Obama, he is the black savior of America. He is going to get us past the racial inequity. He is going to save us. But Donald Trump, like, does like the spastic arm thing when talking about a reporter who wrote an article about him. He's making fun of people with disabilities. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. The memory hole is a horrible thing. It allows us. Well, it's not even us because there's stuff that we have said, done, written, posted on social media that. We probably wish that we could make disappear. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, those of us over here on the right have never done anything wrong ever. And we're just the bestest people in all of, all of humanity. No, I'm saying that we all have a sense of shame. Well, okay. Most of us have a sense of shame. Where it's like, man, I shouldn't have said that. Man, I shouldn't have told that joke. Man, I I shouldn't have commented with that on Bob's social media post. And we would like it to go away. And we might go through and delete it and pretend it never happened. But when those of us who are, we have those leaders. We have those leaders who they want us to trust who they are. If you don't have the wherewithal to stand up to, yeah, I made a bad joke. I shouldn't have done that. You don't have your homies at XYZ News Outlet go through and make the record of you saying it even if it was something off the cuff and yeah, it should have been off the record, but you know, he was there. He heard me. You just don't ask them to make that stuff disappear. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Tired of the same? 
cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar. How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre-workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to BuiltBar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, Built Boost Energy drink mixes, and Built Go Energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only 4 to 5 net carbs for you keto dieters, 6 flavors of Built Boost Energy drink mix, and 3 flavors of Built Go Energy gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Daring. All right, getting back into it. Um, so I w- before I get started, I have to say welcome to a new partner with the podcast. Um, MyPatriotSupply.com. I'm happy that they have decided to, you know, sign on. Now they're not a full fledged. They're giving me money to talk about them sponsor. However, I am an affiliate. So in order to get their brand out there, I am going to talk about them on the show. I know some of you don't like, oh, you already have enough ads. You ran two of them in the middle of the show. And I are talking about something else. Well, my page supply, they're great. Uh, a lot of people hear about them for get emergency food storage. Ah, uh, what kind of prepper garbage is that? Well, yes, you can get the emergency food that it's good up for like 20, 25 years. Oh my God, you have it forever. And that's not a bad thing, especially if you live in a place with horrible, crazy, inclement weather situations. You know, you live in the deep south or on the coast and, you know, you know, possible hurricanes. You live up north where you can get, have blizzards and get snowed in for three days. And it happens at the worst time where you're broke, you don't have extra food, but hey, you know what? I I bought these uh, food store, these food kits, so I'm good to go for a week or two. But they don't have just that. They have emergency lighting, uh, small solar generators. They have first aid kits, you know, stuff that you want to keep in your car. Uh, if you, you know, in a situation where you're having to have filtered water, you can get an Alexa Pure water filtration system there. Absolutely great stuff. They do not have a promo code that I can give you. However, I will have the I will have the link so you know so they know who to that you got through me. I will have that in the show notes, just like I do every week with the built bar. Uh builtbar.com. I have it in there. <laughs> Sean says, living off the grid. Yeah. If you're living off the grid and you know, sometimes if you're living off the grid, uh, food can get tight. If you're, you know, your your farm doesn't work out well, or the coyotes get into your chicken pen and you lose all your birds, you know, these are good things to have. So go to what, uh, like I said, uh, my Patriot Supply. I don't have a promo code or anything like that you can put in, but go through, go through the show notes. There'll be a link there. That way they'll know you heard it through me, and I will get credit for sending you them that way. But thank you again. Uh, my Patriot Supply for becoming a partner with the show. Now, the uh, not one of the big things I want to talk about this week is 
you know, President Joe Biden, he's such a devout Catholic. I mean, he could probably recite to you the Catholic catechism inside out and backwards, tell you the rosaries. If you just hit him up at a random time, say, hey, 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 Joe, Joe, hey, can you recite? Can you recite the Hail Mary for me? I'm sure he could do it. He's such a devout Catholic and hopelessly, hopelessly devoted to abortion. Huh, wait, I, I, I thought the Catholic Church was against abortion, Joe. Um, anyways, yeah, this is from uh, the Catholic News Agency. Huh, odd finding a story from them. U.S. bishops urge Biden to reject abortion rights after deeply disturbing statement. Uh, CNA staff wrote this. Uh, President Joe Biden's statement backing legal abortion on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade drew swift reaction from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, whose pro-life chairman and said the said the no president. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot be held responsible for the horrible grammar that somehow an editor has let slip through here. Please do not hold that against me when I get hung up on bad punctuation or weird wording. I apologize. <laughs> uh, late Lady Dice says she's got some uh, oceanfront property in Arizona. I'm pretty sure you just plagiarized some guy named George. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into that one. Said the President of the United States should ever... The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, whose pro-life chairman said the President of the United States should never defend... Never should ever defend... Dear God, I cannot read this. (laughs) Oh, Scuba Steve says, you're thinking the old Catholic Church, the new Biden Catholic Church, is on board with all things progressive. Oh, yes. That's why I try not... That's why I always like to point at the new, the current Pope and laugh. And even the last Pope and the Pope before him, I pointed and laughed. We strongly urge the president to reject abortion and promote life-affirming aid to women and communities in need, said U.S. Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities head Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City in Kansas, of Kansas City, Kansas, said January 22nd. Quote, It is deeply disturbing and tragic that any president would praise and commit to codifying a Supreme Court ruling that denies unborn children their most basic human and civil right, the right to life under the euphemistic disguise of a health service. The U.S. Bishops' Conference responded to the statement from President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade the 1973 Supreme Court decision which mandated permissive abortion laws nationwide. The president and vice president stressed their commitment to legal abortion, saying, quote, oh, the Biden-Harris administration is committed to codifying Roe v. Wade and appointing judges that respect foundational precedents like Roe. Or something like that. It's really hard to understand Joe Biden some days. Although Roe v. Wade was a critical pro-abortion rights decision, the statement did not mention abortion by name, preferring to use euphemisms such as 
reproductive health, and health care. In the past four years, reproductive health, including the rights to choose, have been under relentless and extreme attack, he said. As the Biden and Harris administration begins in this critical moment, now is the time to rededicate ourselves to ensuring that all individuals have access to the health care they need. End quote. The U.S. Bishops' Conference said the statement wrongly characterized the Roe v. Wade decision as an advancement of women's rights and health. While the Biden-Harris statement did not mention religion, eh, bishops said Catholics cannot support abortion. Biden has repeatedly emphasized his Catholicism, attending Mass the morning of his inauguration, citing St. Augustine of Hippo in his inaugural address. I did not realize one Jeff Fisher had a saint who came from him. Who knew? He has put he has put a Pope Francis picture in the Oval Office, of course. Even on Biden's first day in office, the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki cited Biden's Catholicism when asked questions about abortion. At a January 20th press briefing, Owen Jensen of EWTN News asked Saki what Biden plans to do regarding the Hyde Amendment and the Mexico City policy, which Biden has opposed because they limit abortion funding. Quote, well, I think we'll have more to say on the Mexico City policy in the coming days. But I will just take the opportunity to remind all of you that he is a devout Catholic and somebody who attends church regularly. He started his day with attending his his church this morning, end quote. In the bishop's conference statement, however, Archbishop Nauman emphasized church teaching on abortion. Quote, I take this opportunity to remind all Catholics that the catechism states, since the first century, the church has affirmed the moral evil of every procured abortion. This teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable, he said. The statement also emphasized politicians' responsibilities to reject a right to abortion. Quote, public officials are responsible for not only their personal beliefs, but also the effects of their public actions. Roe's elevation of of abortion to the status of a protected right and its elimination of state restrictions paved the way for the violent deaths of more than 62 million innocent unborn children and for countless women who experienced the heartache of loss, abandonment, and violence. The president of the Franciscan University of Steubenville, Friar Dave Pavanka, also reacted to the Biden-Harris declaration, saying their aggressive pro-abortion statement is saddening to Catholics worldwide. The policies they have promised to put forward are harmful to the dignity of the human person and are contrary to the teachings of the church. Pope Francis has often rejected abortion as part of a throwaway culture. But some American pro-abortion rights advocates and politicians and their supporters have tried to claim the Pope has taken a non-confrontational approach at variance with the with most U.S. bishops, which wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, his own country was literally dancing in the streets when they legalized abortion in Argentina. 
On the day of Biden's inauguration, Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles, in his role as president of the U.S. Bishops Conference, said he was praying for Biden. He noted areas of agreement and disagreement between the bishops and Biden. Catholic bishops are not partisan players in our nation's politics. We are pastors responsible for the souls of millions of Americans, and we are advocates for the needs of all our neighbors. For the nation's bishops, the continued injustice of abortion remains the preeminent priority. He said, adding that preeminent does not mean only. And there are a wide variety of challenges and threats to human dignity facing the country today, he said. <clears throat> uh, U.S. bishops will engage with Biden with the aim of starting a, a dialogue to address the complicated cultural and economic factors that are driving abortion and discouraging families. In, in other words, there are members of the church who would rather not upset congregants or potential congregants because, <clears throat> pardon me, well, we don't want to judge. See, judging is not what we do. That's for God to decide. Well, you're also a pastor. You are a shepherd of a flock. You are to point the sheep of your flock to the right direction. If something is wrong, you have a moral, not to mention a spiritual duty, to speak against it. And, and this has been what's killing lots of churches in America. Uh, the United Methodist Church is a church that is quickly, quickly falling apart because they are so rapidly absorbing so much left, wokest, anti-Christian philosophies. I mean, uh, there's a another caravan of migrants coming up from Honduras and things are being organized by uh, Pueblas Fronteras. Uh, it's going to sound crazy, but the People's Front. Carl! Yes, that's right. What could be more Marxist than the People's Front? The People's Front that is headquartered in a Methodist church. In Chicago. I mean, there's so many churches that are just letting themselves be eaten alive. And more from devoted, <clears throat> pardon me, Catholic President Joe Biden. And this is from Church Militant. The Inauguration Abortion Fundraiser. Planned Parenthood benefits from Biden kickback. I think there's enough stuff in here editorializing by the author. If you hear certain things, I will let you know if it's me editorializing, but it's probably from Francis, or excuse me, Friar Frank Pavone. Fake Catholic Joe Biden wasted no time in advancing the systemic and racist slaughter of preborn children. Damn! Came out hard! And yes, that was me. 
Biden's inauguration broke with tradition January 20th and told his voters to stay home rather than come out to celebrate. Instead, Biden asked Democrats to donate money for a flag to take their place, with the proceeds going to leftist charities, including Planned Parenthood. According to Active Campaign, email marketing lists can cost an organization between $100 and $600 per thousand emails. This represents a value between $19,150 and $114,900 to Planned Parenthood from the 191,500 con- contributors to the PIC. A list of donors who support Biden's presidency added additional value through its reliability of donor overlap with Planned Parenthood. Uh, has a tweet from somebody. It's not. It's not attributed, but it says. In all caps, you cannot be Catholic and pro-choice. Planned Parenthood donated $45 million to Democratic campaigns to ensure that pro-abort politicians, including Biden, made it into office. Biden has pledged additional efforts to support child murder with plans to repeal the Hyde Amendment and Mexico City policy which protect taxpayers from funding abortions domestically and internationally, respectively. Catholic students, however, are unlikely to be informed by the professors at their Catholic schools about the intrinsic evils that are backed by big government. The College Fix contacted 14 professors to get their view of Biden's abortion stance as Biden supposedly received a Catholic upbringing and education. But only two of the professors expressed concern over Biden's anti-Catholic policies. Unreturned requests for comment went out to notable universities, including Georgetown, Fordham, and Catholic University of America. The chairwoman of the theological department at Loyola University, Maryland, Rebecca Eklund, told College Fix that she could not comment on Biden using the excuse... Um, I'm actually not Catholic. Pro-life advocates are remaining vocal about their opposition to abortion and their commitment to fight. Outspoken pro-life pastor uh, Friar Frank Pavone made it clear on Twitter where he stands. Oh, I finally got around to the attribution. President Biden has promised to codify abortion on demand and increase funding for Planned Parenthood and global abortion. Lila Rhodes spoke out against uh, Biden administration's aggressive abortion policies, promising, quote, the pro-life movement will continue to work towards and demand full legal protection for pre-born children, end quote. Vice President Kamala Harris has previously demonstrated a willingness to abuse her power of office in targeting pro-lifers. As California's Attorney General, she prosecuted David DeLayden for uncovering Planned Parenthood's alleged criminal enterprise of selling baby body parts. But that isn't providing, proving to be a deterrent. In the face of potential future lawsuits against pro-lifers, Denise Harrell, Senior Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom, told Church Militant, quote, We will 
interminably defend the unborn and the rights of pro-life organizations and individuals. And if necessary, we will take these cases all the way to the Supreme Court, where we have won 11 cases since 2011. ADF has already secured a Supreme Court victory against abortion pill mandate that the Biden campaign promised to bring back. And we are prepared to challenge his administration in response to other abuses against the unborn and the organizations that exist to protect them. Harrell said she has no delusions about the direction Biden plans to go. Quote, President Biden has promised to codify abortion on demand, increasing funding for Planned Parenthood and global abortion, and use our tax taxes to fund abortions domestically and internationally. He promised to reimpose the abortion pill mandate, which could require religious organizations to pay for insurance that covers abortion-inducing drugs, sterilizations, and contraceptives. Pro-lifers are preparing to fight for the culture of life in America against pro-abortionists who are now backed by the new anti-life regime. I, I, I know a lot of people think that, you know, abortion is one of those things you shouldn't talk about, man. And I don't know. I think I need to talk about it more. So I, I don't even know how many, you know, abortion or Planned Parenthood stories that I've done on this show for the past two years coming into year three. Um. I do believe that life begins at conception. I am conflicted because I do believe that if a woman is raped, if she is a victim of any sort of sexual abuse or uh, non-consensual, anything non-consensual, she should have that option. I I I I know where I lie on you know with myself on that. I would be lying if I didn't. If I was just 100% saying that and then memory holding everything else because it causes too much cognitive dissonance within me. But I, I think that I do need to talk more about it. And I do have to say congratulations, Missouri, for effectively ending abortion within the state. Now, I know that people from Missouri can drive across the river into Illinois and get abortions in East St. Louis, Belleville, Collinsville, that area. I, I know it can be done or Kansas City, Kansas, on the other side. I know it's it's deterring abortions, but not stopping them. And that's good. You take the small victories. I just wish that it was less small victories, and more definitive. Well, that's going to wrap this show up for this week. Thank you all for listening who are there in the live show. I uh, appreciate it greatly. 
awesome. Thank you for being here. Um, if you're listening, if you're listening to this on podcast, especially on Apple, do four things, four little things, the same four things that I ask every week. I'm sure you're getting tired of hearing it, but I'm going to ask anyways. Number one, hit that subscribe button. Then every week, if you miss the live show, bam, it shows up in your shows up there in your Apple Podcast. You can check it out as soon as you as soon as you uh, get a chance. Number two, leave a five star rating. You leave a five star rating, and it helps share this show with other people in the in the. Oh well, you like listening to this guy? Yeah, check this show out. Number three. Leave a nice review. I mean, if you feel like you need to lie to make it sound better than what it is, by all means, please do that. I don't care. I will accept your lies. Just you know, say something nice. That way when people, you know, people, you know, see, oh, what do people think about this? Oh, reading the reviews, they generally like him, except for that guy. And number four, the last thing I ask, Share the podcast. If you think this episode is going to touch the heart of somebody, send it to them. Now, it could touch their heart and cause it to explode in rage and anger. I'm cool with that, by all means. I love hate and discontent. Send it to someone who's going to piss off. It'll be fun. I take full responsibility for them defriending you on Facebook. I'll accept it now. But again, Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week. Maybe we'll have more fun and shenanigans as long as I have plenty of Jim Beam to go around. Thank you so much. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on podbean.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.